Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Topic Thunder podcast. I'm Connor. This is my first time attempting to host, so I'll probably screw up a couple of times, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, better known as three underscore cone on Twitter. Don't forget the underscore. I am joined. Don't forget here- it. There you go. Speaking of uh, not forgetting it, I'm joined here by Jerry. Jerry, how's it going? Oh, great, man. Uh, better than your handle with the underscore. Uh- mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, the but, underscore uh- lifestyle, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I make it out to be. Okay. Okay. No, uh, doing great, man. Got a lot of exciting things happening over here on the home front. Uh, got above freezing temperatures for a week straight. Got oh, to there you golf go. This past weekend. So life is good, man. Life is good. That's good. And now I'll send it over to Dylan. Dylan, how's life for you? Going great, man. Cause you know, I remember the hit the unmute button that time as opposed to hey, the microscope interview. Enough to so. you. <laughs> absolutely you know i mean hey you're hosting i figured i'd take a little bit of a burden off of you there so you're absolutely taking the burden off of dylan right now absolutely you are (laughs) yeah absolutely man uh heck yeah man heck yeah heck yeah absolutely uh (laughs) well i'm glad to hear you guys are doing well uh so as usual we're going to start with our uh single large item i think i got that right um i if i use the wrong syllables or not syllables uh synonyms then let me know but uh, <laughs> yeah, I said syllables too. God, I am I'm off to that. Absolutely, you are absolutely, absolutely off. Absolutely. Uh, but so we have two <laughs> games to go over. We have the Hawks game and then uh, the Nuggets game, which I would prefer to pretend didn't happen. Although I guess it was a perfect tank game if you want to talk about it that way. But I'll throw it over to Dylan to start uh, for the Hawks game. What was your single large item? Single large item for the Hawks game. Uh, it would be easy to take the low hanging fruit here, but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with Teo Maladone's play, man. You know, he had 13 points, which was fine. Four of eleven shooting, two of six from deep. He hit all his free throws. But the thing that was most impressive out of Teo Maladone is he had 12 assists and one turnover. Like this, this is a I think he's a 19 year old rookie. Is that right? I mean, I mean, you know, he's he's Tony Parker's protege and. You know, that's something that was thrown around around draft time. But, like, if you watch it, you could really see it in this game. Like, this guy could really be, you know, a floor general. Like, he's he's showing his playmaking skill at such a young age. Um, you know, with with our favorite young starting lineup with, you know, Shea, Roby, Dort, and Baisley, it doesn't matter who's on the floor with him. He's able to run and execute the offense. So, yeah, man, I, I got to give the shout-out to Teo Maladone. I was, I was really impressed in that performance. 
Yeah, and uh, tying Russell Westbrook's rookie record for assists, I believe it was, yeah. with 12. And yeah, like you said, one turnover. I feel like every time I watch him play, part of me starts to think like, man, this guy might be like the point guard of the future. And then I remember that Kate Cunningham kind of exists uh, or Jalen Suggs <laughs> in the draft potentially. But he's, his ability to be a playmaker, because one of the biggest struggles for rookie players is if you're a young guard, is efficiency and taking care of the ball. And he kind of has both of those things somewhat down already at times. I mean, he just looks so much older than his age. It's the French water, man. It just makes him mature faster. Um, the French water. Yeah. Shout out one more time to his French coach that decided to rail him uh, whenever he was playing over there and not give him any PT so he could slide back to us in the draft. Much appreciated, sir. And <laughs> Dylan, I love in the mail. Yeah. I, I'm really like, I think it's funny that you called that the low hanging fruit because, or the high hanging fruit, because to me, that was a low hanging fruit all the way. Um, He's playing amazing. I think I said this like in preseason. I was like, he's going to be a guy. Like he's legit going to be a guy just from how he reads the court and his angles. Um, and like you said, Connor, like he makes the right freaking decision. I love the hell out of some Theo. Theo. I, I got to remember to say his name correctly. Theo, 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 Theo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like him. And you know, Connor, you're talking about like the point guard of the future. I don't think he's, you know – gonna be like the future starting point guard but like absolutely i think he could play that dennis Schroeder role you know that six man um kind of the floor general on the bench and uh you know can, can still put up some scoring so i i'm really pleased with Taylor, and i'm looking forward to see what he can continue to do man i'm actually really curious to go look at the on off numbers with that starting five group and then just removing Tao out of that and seeing what they look like uh just a little bit differently. I, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to go check that out later on just to prove a point that he could be the starter. There you go. <laughs> I it's, it's cool to see him as a starter. I fully expect, I honestly think George Hill's probably played his last minutes in an OKC uniform at this point. Uh, they said he's going to be out like two more weeks and the deadline's coming fast. I would be surprised if he comes back. So it's cool to see that Teo's just going to keep getting those starting opportunities, which are huge for him at his young age. Uh, yeah, so shout out to him. One of the youngest players in the entire NBA, and he definitely does not look the part. Um, all right, Jerry, you, what is your single large item? For me, um, I think it's going to be Kenrich Williams' uh, energy. He literally just willed us at points, it seemed, during that game to, like, keep that lead. Well, really going from that first quarter to that second quarter, gaining the lead and then holding on to it throughout. It was a lot of his energy. He had active hands the whole stinking game, like – no matter where he was at, he had his hands in passing lanes. He had his hands in just somewhere always. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it Kenrich Williams. I, I took a diversion off of Lou Dort for a reason. So Connor, take it away, man. I know that's who you're going after. Uh, yeah. Well, first, yeah. Shout out to uh, Kenny hustle. He was so good. I love other I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I love when other teams figure out who he is. Uh, I have a friend who's a Hawks fan in one of my tourist chats, and he's like, yo, Connor, who is this Kenrich Williams guy, and why is he killing us on, like, every single play? Um, he's just one of those guys that people learn about when we play them, uh, similar to, like, a Lou Dort, uh, who absolutely locked up Trey Young all night. And probably the most impressive part is not the fact that he held Trey Young to 7 of 21 shooting, but that he didn't give Trey Young a single free throw the entire game. Impressive. Not one attempt. The fact that he was able to – he plays such good defense that's so fundamentally sound. 
like the I feel like the only time he ever gets fouls called on him is because he's strong and someone like hits him and just falls over and they call a foul. I feel like I've never seen him mess up fundamentally and his ability to just keep those guys who just go for the free throws because if their shots aren't falling, Trey Young's thing is all right, I'll get to the free throw line, get some shots falling, and then I'll open up the game more that way. And Dort just said, absolutely not. I will not let you. And also Shea. Shea played some great defense on Trae Young a couple of possessions too, especially early in the game. I think he had like a chase down kind of block on him at one point, if I'm thinking of the right play. But just the fact that Dort and Shea just kept Trae Young, one of the better offensive young guards in the league, just completely at bay, averaging almost 10 free throw attempts a game and not a single one was amazing. What did I tell you guys during the Mikey podcast? He is a work of art on the defensive end, like legit work of art. He plays it the most perfect way, and I love it. And shout out just real quick, because I, I thought you were going to mention this, Connor, and you didn't. Baisley and Dort had a good game together, finally, boys. Um, I don't know how that made you guys feel, but I was amped the F up the whole time, uh, especially with how Baisley was scoring. Yeah, it's happened a couple times now. Um They've finally started to string a couple good games together at the same time. Um, Basley has been really impressive the the past few games. You know, we we won't we won't talk about the Nuggets game right now, but um, yeah, Basley and Dort had really good games. And dude, shout out Shea. You know, you talked about what he was doing defensively, but you know, coming off of his forty two point performance against the Spurs, um, you know, twenty four points on nine of sixteen, three of five from deep, three of four from the line. Yeah, four assists, five rebounds, and a steal to boot. Like, he was still in his bag offensively. I I, I think it was – uh, what's the dude's name? Was it Skyler Mays or something like that? He hit him with yes. the nasty stuff. Oh, yeah. Crossover. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, he got a few bounces off the rim, but he was able to drain the three, so it still counts. So, I just want to comment real quick. I think I called that Mays kid every name that started with an S except for that during the color cast, by the way. So um, sorry for the confusion. If you're listening to the color cast, all seven of you. Hey, that was more than I had. That was more than I had at the nuggets game. So, well, my wife was one in year one, so I'm really at five. So I don't know. Still more than I had. I had three. So let's go. They jumped in there. There was like, wait, where's three count? I was like, I don't know. And then they left. I'm just kidding. He makes those panties drop. And that's what three cone does. Yikes. Big yikes. <laughs> well, on that note, um, <laughs> going, now going to a game that uh, was more so kind of the tanking type of game rather than the win over the Hawks. Uh, 30 point loss to the Nuggets. Hmm. Uh, I'll go first on this one just because I really want to talk about Darius Baisley. A uh, huge shout out to him. We just talked about in the Hawks game, but also in this game, he was just, I think he was only one point off his career high. I think it's 23. He had 22. And it, it kind of looks like he's hitting his stride to, like offensively. He's always been like kind of decent defensively. He's got that length, but there were times where he like actually just the game before the Hawks game where Shea dropped his 42 points. I think Baisley shot like O of eight or something like yeah. that. Like he didn't have a single point all game, which mm-hmm. is a huge reason why Shea had to drop 42 for us to win. And it looks like he's kind of finding that consistency. It was definitely the most controlled I've seen him play offensively, especially in the Hawks game. The Nuggets game a little less so, even though he scored more points. But it just seems like he's finding his poise a little bit, which is something that this team desperately needs. Because outside of Shea, we have no really super reliable scorers at times. So it's good to see him kind of finding that consistency on that end. What I loved about that game with Bays, zero turnovers. 
And he had the ball in his hands a lot that game and putting it on the floor. And usually whenever he puts that thing on the floor, yeah, there's a couple of turnovers here and there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even in a really cruddy game where we get blown the F out, um, for him not to have any turnovers was pretty impressive for me at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss seeing Basley out on the floor. Um, it was a shame that RJ Hampton had to kill him in the middle of the game. Gosh, what a jerk. What a jerk. That was that was a nasty dunk though, man. Like I, I can't even front. Like that was that was a crazy play. I hate that he jumped. Like just don't do it. We all know what happens, man. You end up on a poster. It it just never ends up well. Just especially at that jump. point of the game. <laughs> yeah, just don't jump. Let him have it. It's either that or foul the crap out of him so he gets taken out on a stretcher. And he'll never try to dunk on you again his whole career. Uh, maybe not the stretcher part, but just make him think about it next time. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> Once again, on that note, Jerry, what is your single edge item for the game? Man, I got to shout out the guy that I figured you were going to. Uh, just, you know, the Virginia roots yeah. and all that mm-hmm. good jazz. Um, Ty Jerome, man, put together two solid games. I mean, he gets called up from the bubble down in Florida. And it's like, he was like, new team, who dis? Let me go ahead and just ball out of control. Uh, 15 points, shot 50% from the field, two assists, a rebound, zero turnovers. Again, um, he's a little bit more foul happy. He's got some some things to pick up on the defensive end. But, I mean, solid 29 minutes from the guy. Um, I wasn't expecting him to have that much um, – um, of an impact? I, I guess so, yeah. Or just just get that much run. I figured he was yeah. going to be good for like 10 to 12 minutes maybe, you know, but not 25-plus. And he got, I think, 26 or 27 the first game. Was oh, it 30 yeah, this, the first game? No, no, then, the Nuggets game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nuggets game, he had 29. And then the other one, I think he had like 25, somewhere around there. So, um it's, it's just impressive for such a young guy that I think we're all really, really high on. And for him to just come out with all the confidence in the world and just put him up like he's supposed to. And he makes a lot of really good stinking plays too. Like, I'm just like, you're not supposed to be able to do that yet. And he's doing it. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with Ty Jerome. Um, I, I love his activity. He's extremely active on the court, um, defensively, moving off ball. Uh, he seems to always make the right play, and he's not afraid to shoot it. And if you're not afraid to shoot it, and you you know you can make the ball, or if you can make the shot, like you're you're gonna have a spot in this league. It's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of factor him into the rotation once Hami comes back and stuff. But uh, I mean, I have no reason to believe that Coach Dagnall can't figure it out because he's shown that he's a phenomenal coach so far. Amen, yeah. brother. Definitely when the Hami comes back, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of shapes that rotation. But, yeah, as a UVA fan, uh, watching Ty Drum win national championship for UVA and everything, uh, I, I have always been super high on him. I really think he does have a place in this league. Suns fans really like telling me in my Twitter mentions that he sucks. Every time mm-hmm. I would post that he was playing well, they were like, how is this possible? He's so bad. Uh, but, you know, players grow. It's really hard, like I mentioned, for young guards in the league. It's definitely – hard being a guy who has to run the offense at like a young at like less than 22 23 ish years old 
So it's shout out to him for making the most use of his run. Uh, that first like section where he came in, like the first five minutes he played in the Hawks game, I think he had like four or five assists in like those first five minutes. Like as soon as he got on the court, his impact was known. Like this, every moment he's out there, you know he's out there. Like Jerry said, he's super active out there. So I, I ho- I'm hopeful he has a spot for us. I was really happy when we got him, not just because he's a UVA guy, but just as a player potential guy when mm-hmm. we got him in the Chris Paul trade. I was really hopeful we were going to manage to snag him. Yeah, because uh, at that point – we didn't have Teo, so like mm-hmm. when we got Ty Jerome, it was like this guy could legitimately be, you know, our backup point guard. But obviously, Teo developed the way he did. So now, now we got a little bit of competition brewing. Mm-hmm. And it's better to have a ton- as Sam Presti will obviously tell you, it's better to have a lot of assets than little assets. Heck yeah. So, uh, what about you? What is your single large item? My single large item is Isaiah Roby almost had a triple-double off of the bench. Mm-hmm. He had 15 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. And I, I'm continually impressed by Roby because obviously he's not the same player we saw in the preseason, but the dude's not afraid. Like, he's a baby face, and, like, you know, he looks young out there, but he's not afraid. He doesn't back down from nobody. It don't matter if it's Jokic, don't matter if it's Giannis, don't matter if it's LeBron. Like, he's, he's going to go out there, he's going to body you up, and – you know, he's he's not afraid to take it to the rim on you. So, I, I'm continually impressed by Roby. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, almost a triple-double off the bench is, is just wild to me. I got a quick question since you said that. Do you think if we keep a smaller long lineup long-term here, all right, which I think we will personally, that Roby is the starter long-term and he has a place here long-term? No. Okay. What about you, Connor? I, I project him more as a power forward. I think he could be a really solid power forward for us, but I don't think he's able to keep up with the centers. There's just too many really good, really big guys, like an Embiid and a Jokic. Um, I love Roby. I think he has a lot of potential, but I see him, yeah, more as a power forward. I'm going to stick by my five. <clears throat> I think he can do it. I believe in you, Roby. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in him, man, but like, I, I think that, like, as we, you know, develop into the team that we want to be in in the coming years after we hit in the draft, you know, make the moves we need to make, like, I think he's a great kind of an energy big off the bench, just come in and kind of change the pace. He can do a little bit of everything good, not great. And, you know, you, you just need those solid players off the bench. So, I, I think Roby would slide in good there. Um, I, I would be remiss if I did not give a shout-out to friend of the pod, Mike Muscala, who apparently has Damian Lillard powers and can pull it from the logo ever since he came on the podcast. You're welcome, Mike. <laughs> they got to give him the three-point contest. I'm telling you. They haven't announced it yet. He's got to be on there. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, after, man, absolutely. I went so long without saying it. No, after, the whole three minutes. Good job, Dylan. <laughs> New after, record. After being on our pod and talking about it, he seemed he seemed really intrigued by it. So maybe he's gonna call up the league office and be like, "Hey, what do I gotta do to be in this contest, man?" And remember, he doesn't like shooting out of racks. So I'll be your ball boy, pass it to you. Chest pass is just straight up, Mike. Just hit me up. I got you. Throw a little spin on it so the grooves land right at his fingertips. Exactly. Right in the pocket. Absolutely. All right, there we go. Point guard, not Teo. Point guard of the future, Jerry. Thank you. 34 years old, turning 35. I have the years ahead of me. 
with a cast on his hand. On my on my right hand, by the way, that's my strong hand. He's been a draft and stash for years. We're finally bringing him up to the NBA. You would have never thought you'd have somebody five seven this impactful. Let me tell you. Um, so on that note, those are both of the games. Now we're going to move on to the segment trending topics, where we just talk about a topic that's trending up or trending down. It could be thunder related, more so basketball related, whatever. Um, so Dylan, I'll start with you this time. What is your trending topic? My trending topic is Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I, I, I stayed away from the low hanging fruit, uh, low hanging fruit before, but I, I've got to take it, man. I mean, Obviously, he had a great game against the Spurs, putting up the career high 42 points, and like he was phenomenal in that game. But even before in the Heat game, when you know, even though we lost big, it wasn't because Shea, like Shea was in full control, like at one point scoring on literally everybody on the roster. Um, it, it seems like, and you know, he'll he'll tell you differently, you know, but ever since the reserves were announced and Shea wasn't on it, like Shea's been on a tear offensively. And we know what kind of scorer he's been. He's just kind of lacked that aggression in him. But he's starting to show that he's a little bit more aggressive. He's shooting threes more. But what I think is most special about his kind of offensive outburst is he's doing so, but he's also bringing his teammates alongside of him. Like, he's not trying to leave them in the dust. He's not trying to just take over and be like, you know, this is this is my basketball. I'm going to go score all the points. Like, specifically in the Spurs game, like – he could have put up 50 if he wanted to, but he wanted his teammates to stay in rhythm, stay engaged. And it turned out to help out in the end because I think there at the end, Lou Dort got a couple threes before he hit that game winner. And if Shea wasn't committed to keeping him in rhythm and keeping him engaged in the game, maybe Dort misses that shot at the end. Probably not because he's Lou Dort, but you know, who knows? <laughs> um, obviously he had a bad game against the Nuggets, but I attribute that to the back-to-back and, you know, the Nuggets – about seven games in like three nights. Yeah, too. That, yeah, and, that and played a part. That <laughs> that and the Nuggets were like in the Western Conference Finals last year. Like, obviously, they started off slow. They've had their issues this year, but they're a really good team. And you know, we've overachieved a little bit this year compared to like some of the expectations, but we're still not quite on their level. So, um, I think that you know, Shea didn't play in the fourth quarter, did he? I don't think he did. He might have even got pulled by early in the third. I think it was either late third or very early fourth, like very early. Yeah, it was something like that. So, I mean, he he could have had more than nine points. But, you know, I I don't hold that performance against him. I think that his stock is going up. And I think that if he can continue to keep this up, you know, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, somebody else pulls out, Shea might slot into that all-star reserve spot. Let's go. Yeah, they people people are even snubbing him from like the All Star snubs list. Like oh, ESPN put out their so list of snubs, goodness. and he just wasn't even on there. It's like Man. I I can understand. Like I will listen to your argument for Donovan Mitchell. I will listen to your argument for Chris Paul. Even though stats wise, Shea is on par or better. He deserves it over Booker. He deserves it over Jaw. He deserves it over DeRozan. He deserves it over De'Aaron Fox. Period. Agreed. 
I you're you're not gonna get me arguing on that. Yeah. So I don't know. There was a graphic the other day where they were talking about the All Star drafting, and Paul George's name just wasn't on there. I don't yeah. know if that was a mistake or if maybe he's considering of not playing. I wouldn't be surprised since he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. And I mean, if he comes out, it might be Shea's time to shine. Especially like you said, he's raising his stock. People are starting to take notice of him. I think it was ESPN who made that like All Star snubs graphic, and then they tweeted out when he had his career high, like like put some respect on Shea's name as if they just had not. <laughs> Like two, like a day before, so I don't know. Um, all right, Jerry, what is your returning topic? Um, I'm gonna say the fact that we are gonna own the Rockets pick. Um, that is going down uh, very, 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 very quickly, just because they are really sucking it up. Uh, what are they down? Eleven games right now uh, in a row, I believe, is their their current loss streak. Yep. And um, John Walls and shambles. Uh, someone asked him how it's feeling to lose all these games. And he says, terrible. It feels like ass. And I quote, um, <laughs> so, uh, it's not looking good down there. Um, but I will say that I did have some cheesecake factory the other day. It was really, really good. So shout out to Tillman, um, <laughs> for Tita for having such a fine establishment like that. Um, but yeah, that Houston pick is just where we wanted it at, it's not happening. Yeah, I'm starting to get worried. I was really hopeful. Like, I mean, they're losing. Theoretically, I think it's like a 48% chance that it would fall out of the top four, even if they got the best odds, which I don't think they will. When Christian Wood comes back, they'll be a bit better. I think that they're going to end up around like that three, four-ish range. So like just barely on the edge there. And we just have to hope that they have some bad luck. Uh, I'm still cautiously optimistic that we're going to get it just because Christian Wood is really good. Um, before he went out, they were playing really well. And then just since he went out, they've been 0-11 since then. So hopefully they're able to turn that around. Yeah, not looking good, though. Yeah. yeah what was I, yours? I think My- that – oh, sorry, man. I, I was just going to say, like, obviously they have – they have a pretty. They have a better percentage to land a top five pick at this point, you know, based on how they're playing. But they also, you know, the chances are still pretty high that they could end up outside of the top five. Like, I don't know. And the lottery is such a flawed system. Like, you could have the worst record and end up in like, what, what's the lowest you can get if you, you have can the get worst fifth record? if you have the worst record? Yeah. yeah. So. I, I don't think all hopes lost, Jerry. I mean, I you know, obviously, you know, we got to we got to we got to keep our eyes peeled on it. But um, like Connor said, I think that, you know, some things could turn around. It's not looking hot. It's just trending down right now. That was my point. Not that we're going to lose it, but it is trending down. Yeah, I understand. We'll stay hopeful on it. Uh, for me, my trending topic is going to be uh, Pokushevsky in the G League, man. He's had some crazy highlights coming out of the G League. Um, like the actual like NBA account like posted one of his highlights. He had that crazy pass where it was a like a terrible alley-oop pass. He threw it back like behind his head for a perfect alley-oop. Uh, he's been playing really well down there. He's looked a lot more composed. Uh, shooting is still kind of off and on, but he's had some really good highlight plays. He's making his teammates better, um, producing in clutch sometimes. He just looks more confident right now. Actually, not more confident. I've seen no one more confident than Pogoszewski. <laughs> but he looks like he's more comfortable, is the word I was going for. 
Um, so shout out to him. I think it, maybe it's looking good that he spent some time in the G League. I'm sure he'll be called back up once the bubble ends and get some more run, and we'll get to see some more either really high or really low Pokushevsky moments. But every moment he has in the G League, every one of those highlights gets me more excited, the fact that we took the chance on him. Yeah, I'm loving the guy. Like, I don't know if you saw the highlights where he, like, one dribble from the three-point line, and he's just yamming on people. Oh, yeah. Um, like, he reminds me, and call me crazy, but he reminds me of Giannis a lot at that age, a lot. There's a lot of similarities there, minus Giannis is really, really, really bad shooting, and Poku's, well, it's still really, really bad right now, but um, at least the form and, and what you, the mechanics that you want to see are there, mm-hmm. um, not golly Giannis's shot used to be even more ugly than what it is now which is kind of amazing um but I I love what we're seeing out of Poku and I I think that honestly one more year down there probably is going to be better served like a full year down there versus maybe playing garbage minutes with us uh next year because what is it two years that they can stay down there I mean they can stay down there forever but whenever they're on these weird contracts, is it year by year or you're sort of committing to it over the whole term of their contract? Someone correct uh, me there. Two-way, two you can sign to a two-way deal um, for multiple years, but I think he's signed to an NBA contract right now. Yeah. I think the reason he's he's going – he just went down there because of um, like COVID-related stuff. So I think you're allowed to call players up and move them down more freely right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, leave him down there. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that I've noticed is like you know if you watch the first couple games, Pokashevsky looks like the Pokashevsky that was playing for the Thunder. Like you know he was kind of standing outside waiting for to get the ball, shooting threes. And you know that's that's not why the Thunder drafted him. Obviously, if he get three, if he could hit threes, awesome. But like the the thing that has fans excited, and I think the Thunder excited, is his feel for the game um, with the ball in his hands. And I think, you know, over these last few games, um, you know, they've, they've kind of – they've put the ball in his hands. And I, I don't know if it's related or not, but I think – who was it? Chasen Randall signed, like, a contract with the Magic or something like that. And he was on the Thunder. And I know he was one of, like, the main – or not Thunder. He was on the Blue, and I know he was, like, one of the main ball handlers. So, um, I think that m- roster move might have opened up things for Pokoszewski to get the ball more and kind of, you know – catch his rhythm and, you know, kind of get into the game a little bit more. So, yeah, I've, I've been pleased with what I've seen in Pokoszewski too. Um, I think it's kind of funny that uh, him and Moses Brown have such an unflappable chemistry and they're both like just just towering over everybody on the court. Mm-hmm. And and now we got – who who was it? Uh, Freaking Omar, you're at seven or whatever. Yeah. Dropping 32 uh, points today. Uh, like we're just, we're just full of seven-footers that, that can ball. Light years yeah. ahead. Light years ahead is what we are. We're go- we're gonna go big ball down the line. Uh, trade Shea off. We're gonna get a lineup of all seven footers out there, yeah. or or we're gonna put like Shea on Dort's shoulders or something like that. <laughs> I like that better than trading Shea. I agree. <laughs> we'll go with that. I'll send that one over to Sam Presti. Yeah, we'll get Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama. We'll we're we're ready, boys. <laughs> Those two: Poku, Moses Brown, Shea, and Dort on each other's shoulders. Starting five right there. Victor, there Victor. Go. I can't wait to have Victor. <laughs> I, I hope so man every time i see like video of these really young prospects that just look insane i'm like there he is there's our 2025 pick from the clippers there it is <laughs> thanks steve Ballmer. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that, uh, we're moving on to our final segment. Uh, Shay Renee, basically one thing good, one thing bad from the past week or so or whatever. Uh, Jerry, I know you said you had a good one uh, specifically for the nay, which I'm not super excited about. But if you want to go ahead and share it, go for it. All right. So Shay in my life is uh, I am sort of reaching outside of my normal bubble and getting out of my comfort zone uh, at work and, and applying for a couple of different things um, that can get me where I want to be in the future a uh, heck of a lot quicker. Uh, so that's my Shay of the Week, uh, just being able to have that opportunity. My Nay of the Week is, I don't know if you guys remember, but I had no hot water for like a week during that storm, right? Mm-hmm. Just none, just freezing cold tap water. You know, if it was a hot summer day, it would have been a perfect tap to drink out of. Um, I have some friends that their hot water heater broke and they've been waiting on their hot water heater to come in. And they usually come over like every other day, you know, take a shower, give their kids a bath and head out. Well, mama bear tries to go jump in the dang shower. And she's like, is this supposed to get hot? And I was just like, well, yeah, it is. And I go in there and I have no hot water again. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's fun to deal with. But my Shay also part two. Um, yeah, yeah. Double Shay is I just got a, um, home warranty set up. So like one of those protection plans. So I pretty much just get to go call them, pay 75 bucks and probably get a new water heater out of the deal. So, um, yeah, unless they can fix it, if they can fix it, I'm cool with that too. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I just better have hot water tomorrow. If, if, <laughs> if I don't, I might freak out. Cheers can be an angry person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dylan, what's your Shane name? Uh, all right. So my Shay is, uh, you know, if you listen to the moose pod, uh, Mike Muscala talked about his, uh, newfound love for chess, chess.com app. And he has inadvertently got the entire podcast unit on chess.com. And we're, we're all currently like playing six games at a time with each other. So that, that's been a fun process. Um, my nay of the week kind of turned into a shay. Um, you know, obviously you guys know, but uh, Nova had a seizure on Friday. And it was, it was jarring because we was there. Like we saw it happen. And he hadn't had one before, so nobody really know, knew what was going on. Um, but it kind of turned into a shade because it hasn't happened since. They got him on preventive meds. It's been doing its job. And he's had, you know, ever since Friday, he's had two really good days, uh, three really good days now, can, including Monday. So, um, you know, it, it was it was kind of scary. But um, the, uh, God, the neurologist said that, you know, where it seemed like it was going to be a one-off and it hasn't happened again, doesn't really seem to be a cause for concern. So that's my Shay, double Shay. There you go. Yeah, man. Uh, praying for Nova. Glad to hear that it's, um, hasn't happened again since. Uh, hey, real quick, somebody, um, I can't remember. I think it's at Chad Piper. If I'm remembering right, Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong. Made that uh, Shade Piper. Shade Piper. Thank you so much. Um, it's, I think, how many needed to be ordered for the order to go through? Uh, I thought I he said, <laughs> okay, I thought he mentioned it. But anyways, guys, 
Um, go check out that sweet hoodie. It's NWO themed. Connor, you're too young. You don't understand the NWO. We were raised by it. Um, mm-hmm. Those are like my dad's actually, since I don't have one. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> Connor, you got to start reacting whenever I say that, okay? Um, <laughs> whoa, man. Whoa, whoa. It's a prerequisite <laughs> of the job. Um, you throw it in so seamlessly, we don't even realize. Yeah, that time I didn't, I didn't even catch it. I was just like, not, I was kind of like zoned out, but I was like, oh, he did that. <laughs> no, but go check out that hoodie, man. It's pretty sweet. Um, it says Shay Gilgis Alexander on it in the NWO font. Um, he's committed to giving, I think, half the profits, whatever that ends up being, um, to Dylan and his family uh, so they can just live, you know, uh, better uh, through everything going on. Uh, Dylan gives us all great content, great laughs. Um, probably one of the most likable fellas on the TL. Uh, Absolutely. Even before, yeah, before he became my pod mate. And we've uh, built this amazing relationship over the last couple of years. Um, so just go support Dill a little bit, man. Um, the family needs it. And I'm not saying, hey, just go toss coins at him or something, but get you a sweet sweatshirt. That might hurt. Yeah get you a sweet sweet sweatshirt and um support the fam at the same time yeah and sorry shameless plug (laughs) (laughs) no i i think that's the best use for a plug i've ever heard so yeah go check that out uh all right so for me so for the shay and nay i feel like i always talk about playing basketball in here i feel like that's every time i do a shay and nay i talk about playing basketball it hurts my heart every time (laughs) Uh, so, so I'm going to do it again. Uh, my shay is that uh, the the weather is getting warmer. For finally, I got so sick of the snow and the cold weather, and it's been really warm the last couple of days. So I was able to go out and shoot for a little bit. It was nice. Um, the unfortunate nay is that uh, when I was playing the other day, I like jumped and I felt like a weird like it was almost like a popping like near my toe, and I don't know what's wrong with it, but it hurts to walk. Um, mm like it doesn't look bad or anything and i've tried looking up what it is because it's like where my toe connects my foot on the bottom of it uh i cannot figure out what's wrong with it it doesn't really hurt that bad it's just kind of uncomfortable but the popping is what's worrying me and so if i figure out what's wrong with my toe i'll let you guys know but the weather is getting warmer and now i don't feel comfortable playing basketball because i feel like i'm gonna hurt myself somehow so um, i think you have turf toe man maybe i don't know is that like turf toe on no turf well, no, you can get it because all it is is you stretching out that ligament because it's your big toe, right? No, it's not. It's like one of my like it's my middle toe, which is weird. Yeah, what exactly. Are you doing? I, yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> I like just jumped up and I was like, oh, that kind of hurt. And then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stop playing. And now it's just feels weird. I don't know. Any swelling? Not really. I I mean, or maybe like a little bit. I can't tell. It does seem like a little, maybe a little bit. Huh. So I like I've spent like the past like day and a half like googling different things trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Like it doesn't feel that bad. It's just kind of uncomfortable. I don't know. You probably either do. You, are you one of those people with like the weird long toe situation going on that's longer than your big toe? The weird long toe? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think that toe's longer than the big toe. That <laughs> okay. Weird. Okay. So it's not that. <laughs> um. You know, I'm just going through my orthopedic. You know, that's uh, fair. Rolodex up here. Mm-hmm. Uh. Jerry the podiatrist. Yeah, no, it, it definitely might be. I used to sell shoes, man, back in the mm. day. So um part of that, ah. yeah, you get into oh, past experience. 
yeah, you get into foot science, um, science of feet for you plebeians. Um, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Jerry right now has his fingers like put together, like his fingertips together, like he's like a supervillain as he's talking about plebeians and stuff like that. <laughs> Deep no, man, I, if, if I'm guessing, I bet you just have like a weird version of turf toe because usually it does happen on your big toe just from the push off. Mm. Um, like I've seen it, we had a our high school basketball court, like, you know how normally you have like the gap in between the concrete and the actual floor, like they actually leave space in it. So it has some bounce to it. Mm -hmm. Um, ours is literally laying on concrete. Like it Mm. was concrete and then the floor. So it hurt when you fell and you got turf toe, like every other week it felt like shin splints Um, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are real, 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 real bad. And then the crappy thing about it is I think like, we had to run to the state title or the state, you know, playoffs like a couple years in a row. And then they're like, Oh yeah, here goes a new floor when you guys are seniors. Um, like, huh, thanks. Appreciate it guys. Um, but yeah, don't fall on concrete floors. And I could see where the concrete played into that Connor. So, um, prayers to your toes, everybody drop an F in the chat for yeah, thank you. Connor's toe. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm kind of just injury prone. I, uh, I, I, there was a period where I just kept like spraying, like twisting my ankle every time I went on and played basketball and actually Dylan like saved me big time. So I've always worn a brace, but it was still kind of happening. I was like, man, I can't figure out what to do about this. I, so I tweet about it and Dylan DM me. He's like, Hey man, try this. And he gave me like this way to tie my shoelaces. And since then I have not twisted my ankle once since yes. then as for, and someone who has like the most fragile ankles possible. That is like the biggest achievement. So Dylan, <laughs> thank you for that. What but shoes are you wearing? I'm just I'm just wearing like normal basketball shoes like they're like ki- like not necessarily high tops they're Kyrie's um, which are supposed to be good for your or like good with ankles so yeah, I don't know middies. yeah I just have really like I don't know maybe I have like the whole John Morant thing where every time I land I come down on one foot except he's a professional athlete and I'm just some dude and so <laughs> I twist my ankle every time I don't know. But, you're more than some dude. You're our dude, Connor. Oh, right? thank you. Oh, thank you <laughs> that was the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me, actually. You're so our dude, and, and you're our host, and you've done a great job this episode, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, this felt like a good one. Uh, sorry I had to end it off talking about my inability to keep my feet from getting injured, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, oh, shoot, now I'm struggling to remember all the things I have to say at the end. It's uh, wear a mask, wash your hands. Uh, hope when you can. Those are the three things. Yeah. And as always, thunder, thunder up. up. Thunder up. Hey, you nailed it. Thanks, man. Good. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.